raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Kevin McCarthy's going to get his wish. I don't think the adult in the room would allow America to sit atop a $33 trillion debt facing $2.2 trillion annual deficits. I don't think the adult in the room would allow $8 trillion of this debt to come into refinancing at a higher level without serious spending cuts. And I don't think the adult in the room would lie to House conservatives. And that is exactly what Kevin McCarthy did. That's a lot of allegation from Matt Gates, who's dealing with his own level of allegations. While there's a lot to talk about expelling Jamal Bowman for pulling a fire alarm, the progressive from New York, there's talk about expelling Matt Gates for ethics issues. But he isn't gone yet, and he is leading the charge based on the passage of the continuing resolution to file the motion to vacate, meaning let's take a look at whether or not Kevin McCarthy should remain Speaker of the House. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That's how you get to be a part of the show. Victoria Sparks joins us right now. Congresswoman Sparks from the Indiana 5th District. Full disclosure, my member of Congress who has been very, very vocal about what has happened with this uh, continuing uh, resolution. And she voted against the plan. She joins us right now. Let's start with the conversation of the continuing resolution. You have been in an ongoing battle with Speaker McCarthy, ongoing conversations about the spending issues and how did we let things get to the very last second. You did this on Saturday, or I should say Congress did this on Saturday. So last second indeed, Tell me about your no vote. What was the reason for it? Well, thank you for having me, Tony, and thank you for having this conversation because it's very important to understand that Kevin failed on a lot of fiscal issues that are very important for Americans, and he failed to win. And I told him we failed to win on our authorization and the appropriations on the debt ceiling increase. Let's at least try to win and have a plan for next year. We cannot govern by crises. Wait till the last second and then let Democrats pretty much have a blank check like we did last time for debt ceiling. And now more Democrats voted for giving more even money to Biden than Nancy Pelosi did. I said, can we put a debt commission to have a serious conversation and push on the Senate and Biden to agree to have that even after the election. I said, the, it will be, we will not even have to vote before the election. That seems like it's a common sense thing. And he did not put it in there. I was so disappointed. We fought with him on this issue. I almost pretty much had to put a gun to his head. I'm almost literally to be able to put it on the floor. And he's still folding on it. And I'm very disappointed. The disappointment is that he did not engage a level of fiscal conservatism. Is, is I want to make sure I'm hearing you properly. Or that he did not do what he told you he was going to do. No, it, no he doesn't care enough to put this issue forward. So I had a very reasonable proposal. You know, we introduced the bill. We work on this issue for a while to have a debt commission that will start working right now. 
And at the end of next year, when we have to vote to another debt ceiling increase, because Kevin gave Biden a free, pretty much a blank check, you know, till the end of the year, he said, you can spend as much as you want. We lifted, he didn't even put limitation. We lifted all of the debt ceiling limitation. You spend as much as you want, but we'll vote again at the end of 24. So I said, let's try to have a conversation bipartisan, bicameral, and move the needle. I mean, this issue got, it was punted by many Congresses. It, the magnitude of this issue, the magnitude of effects of inflation on Americans are so material now. But these people are afraid. They're afraid because we would have to shake up Wall Street and K Street. And if some of your listeners don't know what <clears throat> K Street is, it's with all of these lobbying groups are located in Washington, D.C. So everyone is afraid. You know, Biden doesn't want it. Schumer doesn't want it. Jeffrey doesn't want it. They're both from New York, where there are very healthy packs coming into their, giving money into their packs. And I said, Kevin, we need to stand up for the people, not be afraid. So we got this proposal. It was an early SCR. I think Border needed more work, but that commission could have been in this CR, which would force us to get to the table and have a now, discussion. Let's let's take a moment. I want to hold off on the debt commission conversation because you put out a statement right before we went uh, to air with the show that is extremely, extremely strong. We'll get to that in a second, talking to Congresswoman Victoria Sparts of the Indiana 5th District. Talk to me about the continuing resolution itself. There are levels of spending cuts in here. There's no funding for Ukraine in this. What is the argument against voting for this continuing resolution? You were one of the no votes along in Indiana with uh, Congressman Jim Banks and Congressman Rudy Yockum, uh, Congressman Greg Pence, four no votes uh, from from Republicans in the state of Indiana. Uh, Take the debt commission out. What was the reason for your no vote aside from that? Well, I mean, there is. What are, what are you talking about? It is the same spending plus sixteen billion of emergency fund. Who knows where they're going to spend? Because ever since emergency under Biden, he spends whatever he wants. Probably will be funneling them to New York to help his friends there that now were ran by illegals that now dealt with other border. But what the problem is, you know, it's actually the same level that Nancy Pelosi gave him in 23 plus 16 billion. So there is no cut over there to anything. The same policy, continuation of the same policy. So I said, at least let's put them to the table to do something better next year. There is no win. More Democrats voted for that than Republicans. So, I mean, he's pretty happy. We gave him, you know, slush funds, blank checks. What kind of accountability is that? What is it? How are we any better? Then Democrats, Why are we, what are we standing for? What are we delivering for? Nothing. Well, the then let's take, let's take a step back. There were a couple of other opportunities in the days before and the week before to pass a continuing resolution. It's not that I agree. I don't think there should have been a continuing resolution. That's, that's not my point. It's that those uh, were, were certainly stronger in a way. But Representative Matt Gates, who we played earlier, and others were absolutely opposed to them. Why was their opposition to those earlier, stronger, more fiscally conservative continuing resolutions? Because that was too late in reality and impossible to do. I started voting against Republican rules in July because I said we need to start dealing with this issue. We're going to be in a situation where it's going to be last two days. It's impossible to reconcile differences on such a big issue like border security. Let's start working now and push this issue forward. But no one did anything. Everyone was politicking. 
And Kevin can, may, you know, blame his committee chairs and all these people. But in reality, he is the leader. When he starts saying that things need to get moving, since started to get moving. But we waited the last second, didn't explain what we're fighting for, and we're not proactive. And I told him in July, to the point where I actually started voting against Republican rules, and they started killing every amendment that I had in the Rules Committee just to, you know, to get even with me, which is fine. I am okay to get, it's a big league, you know, we can do that. You know, but I'm just saying, he was not proactive on that issue, and everyone knew that there was not enough time. So that was a totally messaging bill, I'll be honest with you, which I voted for because there were some good policies in there, but it was impossible to get that move two days before they shut down. So that's not – and plus, when you say, well, you know, we are not going to refuse to shut down the government. You know, it's like in the, in the poker, right? The game is like everyone knows that, you know, you can never bluff and they not, can predict you. Oh, no, we are not going to shut down. Why they should agree to it? If you're not going to make some strikes and stand the ground, you know, you're never going to win. And that's unfortunately, he didn't play that game right. But that's not a game. It's the lives of Americans. We have open borders. We have crushing debt. We have administrations that run in wild. And I said, I used to say, let's pick three hills to die on, and I'll help you to take them. I am saying, let's just pick one. And I think that commission is what Samson wanted at least do better for next year. And then we let's can talk, deal with the border. Let's talk about the debt commission as you have it. And we'll get to some other things. Talking to Congresswoman Victoria Sparts of the Indiana 5th District. This is what you put out. You put it out on X Twitter uh, just today, an immediate release. Quote, I've done many very difficult things, being one woman standing many times with many very long hours and personal sacrifices. But there is a limitation to human capacity. If Congress does not pass a debt commission this year to move the needle on the crushing national debt inflation, at least at the next debt ceiling increase at the end of 2024, I will not continue sacrificing my children for this circus with a complete absence of leadership Vision and spine. I cannot save this republic alone. Uh, Congresswoman, I I know you a little bit. Uh, You were kind enough to invite me uh, to uh, Congress, to the joint session, to hear the president of Israel uh, uh, give a a, a speech. And and such an enjoyable event it was. But this statement here is a statement that is meant to to slap Kevin McCarthy in the face. This is a slap to the speaker, and this is a threat to resign if you don't get the debt commission. Am I reading this wrong? No, it's not just him. It's actually we need to decide as the Republicans, do we stand for something or not? Because let's be realistic, Tony. I've been in politics not, you know, not from yesterday. My kids went strollers. Now they're in high school. I understand very well. Next year, no one is going to be governing or doing any legislation voluntarily. It's going to be all election and politics. So unless something happens that forces us to govern next year, it's going to be we're going to be like talking heads on TV, sitting there doing big presentation and doing nothing. That's a reality of politics, unfortunately. So generally, you know, your first year, you know, after you get in charge, you know, whether you're president, where you're in charge of Congress, it's more productive year. And we didn't do much productivity. So I told him, Legis, I understand elections are tough. Let's do something at the end of the year. If we're not forced, because you cannot solve some major issues overnight, 
you have to have deliberation. You have to have debate. You have to communicate and get American people on board. It takes time to have good policies at least move the needle. So if we're not starting this year and fourth, because that commission is a fourth mandatory vote at the end of next Congress, we will have to vote. The Congress, the House and the Senate will have to vote on the recommendation. But recommendations is not going to happen overnight. We'll communicate with the people. We'll explain everything. Commissions will have hearing and input. And it is bipartisan and bicameral because major issues cannot be solved by one party. But people this will be states, afraid. Congresswoman, this states very clearly, in my view, I shouldn't say states, but makes the argument that the leadership is the issue when you say uh, this circus... I will not continue sacrificing my children for this circus with a complete absence of leadership, vision, and spine. Are you in favor of a motion to vacate and have Kevin McCarthy removed as Speaker of the House? I'm open-minded with it. I haven't decided yet, but I'm open-minded. You're open-minded to the idea of the motion, or are you open-minded to the idea of a new Speaker? Those are two different things. I'm open-minded to support a motion, and I'm open-minded with an idea of a new Speaker. I haven't decided yet on this issue. I haven't decided how I'm going to vote if Matt Gates is going to move this motion. I haven't. Is there, are there others aside from Congressman Gates? And there's a, a statement out from, from Newt Gingrich, uh, whether or not Matt Gates is trying to burn the Republican Party from, from within. It's really kind of a fascinating piece from him. Um, are there others who feel the way Representative Gates does, and maybe I should leave him out of this. Are there others who feel like you do? Is there is there some level of, of groundswell amongst Republicans in the House that Kevin can't provide the strength, Speaker McCarthy can't provide the strength that you feel is necessary? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, Zarai, and we'll see how people are going to decide. But I work on a few issues with Newt Gingrich, and Newt Gingrich had toughness and vision and had a spine when he was a speaker. And it was very different. The Republicans was able to deliver on the Democrat president because he did. And I want to give Kevin some chances. I give him few. And he keeps telling that he's going to try to deliver and fight. But unfortunately, it's very difficult for him because he never been in the trenches and never fought the fight. So we'll see how, you know, my other colleagues are going to see and decide. But uh, there is a lot of frustrations from uh, a variety of conservatives. I mean, Matt has, you know, he's a very unique personality, actually, a very, very talented, you know, person. I've worked with a few issues with him in Judiciary Committee. And, you know, I, you know, sometimes he just does a lot of things that I don't know, maybe just not, you know, for, for entertainment purposes. But sometimes he brings very valid points, you know, and there are some other conservatives with frustration, including me and I'm going to think through this and decide what I'm going to do. If there is no debt commission, Congresswoman, you're going to resign right there on the spot at the end of uh, 2024? I will think about that and see if there is anything else I can be useful, but I don't need to be a talking head in TV. It's a great honor, a great responsibility, and I'm willing to do sacrifices if I have people with me and if I can deliver for the people. But if I cannot deliver, I cannot move such major issues along. I need to have more people, and I've been working, and we get more Republicans actually concerned, and Democrats. We actually, even from ground up, get in Democrat support. I've called some people in the Senate and in the House, but ultimately, if you don't have a leader that's willing to fight, and he says he's going to die on this hill and take this hill, very difficult from ground up to be able to resolve it. 
So I want to have a leader like that, and I'll have to decide on Kevin. I find it interesting that just a couple of weeks ago, it was Speaker McCarthy who called you a quitter, and I got the sense from your statements that you were thinking of running for re-election. Now we're having a conversation uh, uh, about, uh, you know, uh, there's no sense in sticking around if no one's going to do uh, the work. We're going to see how this goes. You remain open-minded to the possibility of a new speaker or a motion to vacate. We will follow up with you. Congresswoman Victoria Sparks of the Indiana 5th District. Can't thank you enough for joining us. More ahead. I'm Tony Katz. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.